We're recording this uh, previously before any uh, any major events happen during the course of the week. Yep. Because yep. I'm heading off on a little vacation. Well, we both are kind of. No, nah, just you. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna be in Brooklyn, you know, yeah. holding it down on Fourth of July, um, <laughs> just like that too. But yes, it's Fourth of July weekend, and most folks are gonna be, you know, doing stuff, going out of town, um, and we don't want to be bogged down with work, aka this show. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, but you might as well uh, knock it out of the way so that you, dear listeners, don't have to go a week without our voices. Yes, absolutely. So you're welcome. Yes. You know, yeah, uh, we, we know that you thirst for us, for our fresh hot takes. Oh, for Pete's sake, I, I really hope somebody's listening to the show at some point. But uh, in case you don't know what show this is, I'm Ernesto Mancivo. And I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. The kings of coin, <laughs> the masters of loin, <laughs> the, uh, the oppressors, with the... the, the <laughs> Okay, that's getting cut. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. I'm not making a logo of that. I'm really not making a no. logo of that. That's uh ooh. It's just like somebody stomping on a cat real fast. Oh jeez. <laughs> like an itchy scratchy cat. All right. So we're we'll be moving our show over to Pornhub. <laughs> okay. So uh so what are we talking about? Speaking of being embarrassed. Yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> or should be embarrassed. Yeah, uh, Ivanka, Ivanka, like at the G twenty summit. Yeah, she. Oh man, it, it's hard to describe this clip. Uh, she was standing amongst uh, a group of world leaders. Yeah, um, Prime Minister May from Great Britain, uh, Macron, uh, just a bunch of world leaders. And they were they were discussing, you know, some issue that was pertinent, you know, I assume to the world being uh, world leaders. And she just interjects with some uh, some blip about politics being male dominated. And it was just like, OK, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. The best part about that is that that little clip was uh, leaked out onto the Internet, I think, by the French press. So yeah, because uh, because it's not like they were even at a podium or anything. They were just no, like, no, no. They were, it was just like a fly on the wall kind of like you know, uh, for our own private use kind of yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> and then they were just like, look at this fucking idiot, just want just wandering herself like she's coming in out of a movie, like so, a, a child in a movie theater, just being like, what the hell? Forget it, Donnie. Oh. You're out of your element. It, it was. She's it, out of her element. It was so painful. It was so painful. And this is. This is what's representing us. I mean, it, it just brings to light again. It's like a it's not a job qualification being the daughter of somebody else who's also unqualified. It's what is her job title exactly? Who knows? It, as a matter of fact, she she doesn't have anything, any sort of job title that was held by anybody before uh, just because family is not allowed. Uh, nepotism is not allowed within uh uh, our government's uh, cabinets and stuff like that. So I believe they had to make up a special title for her. Um, like brand ambassador? <laughs> pretty much. 
pretty much it. I don't know. What what would you say you do here? She's basically she's basically an Instagram influencer who gets to ride on Air Force One. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Which um, is frightening. Yeah. I I don't, I don't know. It, it, I think it's embarrassing. It's probably going to make the news cycle for like a blip before the next thing, which is, you know, which will take over. Well, until the next travesty. It, that's ex- exactly what I was going to say. It's just like, oh, this is this is where we all, you know, do a collective face palm and then something else horrible will happen. Well, we'll distract from that and she'll breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah. Well, oh, uh, speaking of a travesty, did you see that Kim Jong-un invited, um, you know, uh, Donald Trump over past the uh, the DMZ? Oh, God. I think I saw a um, I think I, I saw a still picture online of that. I didn't even I didn't even realize that that was uh, current. Last time I saw Kim Jong-un at the DMZ was when he was speaking to the South Korean leader and they yeah. had, you know, and it was like an impromptu crossing of the border on both sides, which was actually kind of cool to see. You know, it's just like, oh, you know, breaking some ground. Uh, I don't know if it'll lead to anything, but, you know, nice to see. So, yeah. So he went, he crossed. And did they keep him? Uh, <laughs> we we all collectively wish. Oh, jeez. Um, but no, I mean, Fox News had like a, a field day. Uh, mm. Talking about how, like, oh my God, isn't he great? Ugh. Tucker Carlson was like, "This is how we do it. This is this is how we we embrace our enemies and we make for world peace." You know, cut to like you know the Obama administration. They're, they're just like, you know, Fox News is like, uh, "How dare he consider mm-hmm. talking to to, to world." Um, Dictators. Yeah, apparently none of us have a memory longer than uh, two years. Uh, yeah. Good, th- good thing we have tons and tons of video <laughs> to prove their hypocrisy. I also heard that Tucker Carlson said, you know, um, uh, to be a world leader or president or something, like, you got to kill people sometimes. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. It's no biggie. Just, it's just like, the fuck are you talking about? No biggie, no biggie. I mean, it's like, you know, sometimes, you, you know... You like, know, to make an omelet, you gotta break some eggs. It's like that that's what you say about like mafia bosses. You don't say that about the president. That's like an old that's an oversimplification of what the job is. It's just like, oh, you know, keep things running. Sometimes I gotta, you know, kill a motherfucker. You know, it's like <laughs> like mm, no, nah, I don't think that's the way it works. And anybody of conscious conscience doesn't want to really head down that road. I think that's partially why uh, most presidents go gray uh, within their um, terms of office, except for the orange one who's there right now, who's covering everything artificially. Oh, he's a, still a fine strawberry blonde, but the only kind of oh, strawberry geez. blonde that you'd find on like moldy peaches like oh, after, you know, oh. after they just start sprouting hair, just like, you know, he looks at that and he's just like, make that happen. <laughs> That's my color. His hairstylist is like, say no more. Yeah. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's moldy peaches. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> now that we've alienated part of our audience. Uh, 
Well, it's uh, because, uh, you know, since we're recording this on Monday, like a lot of tr- like crises and travesties haven't happened throughout the course of the week yet. So we're just going to pad this episode with uh, our good old fashioned off the cuff, you know, wheeling and dealing. Mm, the stuff that you love. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to go first? We just stared at each other here. My goodness. Oh, podcasting ain't easy, folks. No, it ain't. This is this isn't the life for everyone. This is the stuff of legend. <laughs> um. So, um, last episode we, I uh, basically shat on going to see the uh, re-release of Endgame. Uh, not any shade to Marvel or the movie itself. Just you know, I had my feelings about it. If you want to hear more of that, you know, tune into. Uh, the prior episode, um, but uh, our dear uh, Pablo over here uh, was debating on seeing it, and I think I may have murdered that spirit. Yeah, no, you definitely did. <laughs> I mean, I was just an innocent then, and now, now I I smoke cigarettes in front of a do, a downed nuclear reactor. <laughs> it's like, what is life really? As one should. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, the nuclear winds just sweep. You know what? I saw Chernobyl. So did did I. Yeah, Yeah. I saw the first episode and I was freaked out. Yeah. uh, uh, Because left turned into Chernobyl, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, So (laughs) I, I, uh, I, I'm a real, I'm so frightened of nuclear radiation, like any radiation that could just tear apart your your body for sure for sure because uh when i was a kid um when i was like 11 or 12 years old I was basically very too young to have known better i picked up uh i went to the um, i went to some comic book shop i forget where it was i think it was in my old neighborhood back when they had comic book shops all over the place i know right Ooh. um yeah back in the day back in the day and i picked up the big book of akira Oh, and man. it was that there's a, there's this one, there's a few panels in the Akira book where it's just like uh you know the nuclear uh, apocalypse has happened mm-hmm. or you know Akira has risen again and there are people who are suffering from nuclear radiation coming out of the rubble and their eyes fall out of their heads and then they fall into like piles of meat down this slab of concrete and it traumatized me for life for life oh gee <laughs> let the record show i did the four with my fingers and the l for life uh nwo style yeah <laughs> i recognize that yeah um well, first of all, being exposed to the the horrors of uh, radiation sickness via Akira was probably <laughs> too steep of a of a hill for you to to be introduced on. It was yeah. like you just somebody just kicked you and you just rolled down, you know, without any sort of um, breaks down that hill. So, uh, as as horrible as radiation poisoning and radiation sickness is. Um, I have a feeling that the the big book of Akira probably oversold it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if people's eyes fall out of their head per se, though people do essentially um, their bodies break down. They they essentially liquefy to a certain yeah. extent. Yeah, it's um it's probably one of the most horrible ways to go. Um, and I hope that 
people simply don't have to experience that in any shape or form, whether it be from nuclear war or nuclear accident. Um, but, you know, this is the world that we live in. And Chernobyl, certainly, wait till you'll see the rest of the series, man. It's so... I know, I know. It's, it's chilling. Uh, yeah, I know it's bleak. It's um, very bleak and it's chilling. It's just like we got to not let this happen ever again. Um, and, and, and it's quite moving, too, because it's not just about the the horrors of the accident itself but the people involved in dealing with it and their reactions to it you know they're all most of them are based on actual people um there are some there are one or two characters who are amalgamations of um like communities uh that were engaged in the whole debate but um yeah it's it's such a great uh series i'm pretty sure it's going to win awards did you did you like the thing that that really caught me about um about the series was um weren't we to hold on wait weren't we talking about you know what we were talking we were about it but we'll but get back the, there yeah, somehow yeah. you know this is what people like to turn tune in for <laughs> you know nuclear radiation and fallout <laughs> happy uh, monday <laughs> jeez <laughs> nothing but like sunshine and birds chirping yeah, for us you know for for a while until they fall down and then you, <laughs> your skeleton glows in the dark oh my god um now i can't stop thinking of this uh one episode of the critic where he was like i was in F- i was stationed in iraq and i was exposed to radiation he's like check it out he turns off the light <laughs> uh and his skeleton is glowing and then but his arm isn't and he smacks it and then it just comes on like a, like a <laughs> oh fluorescent <my> light <laughs> That was a good show, The Critic. That was a John good Lovitz. show. Yeah. Um, anyway, before it goes any deeper off the rails, um, so what were we talking about? Uh, Chernobyl. Oh, the thing that, that really like bugged me out was the – I didn't know the extent. I knew – of course, I knew that there was a, like a meltdown. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the extent to which it it, it – because they they said that the nuclear core blew up. Yeah. And I was like, how does that happen? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they send that one guy up to like to inspect. Yeah. And he's like, uh, check it out, check to see what the damage is in terms of like the nuclear core. And he comes back and he's he's red faced from yeah. the radiation. He uh-huh. was just like, the core's gone. And the guy's like bullshit you know <laughs> oh, oh. make him make, make soviet russia great again oh. you know oh my god can you imagine being in that position i mean they, i mean he didn't want to go at first he was just like there were a few guys that didn't want to go remember the guy that they sent up to the roof yes and then they, they were just like yo check it out and he's just like no and they're just like do it and they sent an armed guard with him and i was just like holy shit I'd be. I would say something like, "You're gonna have to shoot me. I don't want to go. I'm not gonna go." Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, it was a very. It was a different time in a totally different country and political system. It's just like, you do what the state tells you. Period. Yeah. You know, on pain of death. Uh, also, just one minor nitpick. What is it with the chef hats and looking like you're working <laughs> at a, like a, at, you're working at like a, a, a like a. A Georgian cheese boat uh, <laughs> restaurant, because like I, I was like, is that supposed to like 
identify them as like, hey, that's the guy that works at the nuclear power plant. Pretty much, it's like that's those are their technician hats. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's very. It's yeah. It's it's a it's a weird. <laughs> it's a weird kind of uniform, you know. It's so, just like the, every time they argue, I'm just like, guys, guys, guys. You know, pita bread. It's easy. <laughs> So the pita bread comes out a little toasty. <laughs> it's Chernobyl, guys. Let's not split hairs. Oh, air. shit. <laughs> we just split atoms. hey hey <laughs> Oh, man. Oh. I can already tell this is going to be my favorite episode of the summer. <laughs> Jeez. That, that's, that's where we're headed, to do a, a, a comedic parody of a hard-hitting Chern- series. like Chernobyl. Uh, um so um chernobyl the buffet (laughs) man so uh what what else was i going to talk about in terms of chernobyl so the core blew up Mm -hmm. um uh and the, the the way they depicted it was so um visceral and frightening yeah um like especially when you saw the uh the cooling rods just like jumping up and down on um on that big uh on that area before it blew up i had i didn't see that part oh i didn't see that part yet maybe, maybe. i only saw the part where they're trying to put it out with the water and they send those two guys there's this like uh they send those two guys to put out to, to open the water tanks mm-hmm. to cool it off and they're just like falling apart trying to get those those water tanks open yeah um and that was like um Maybe they depict it in the in the later episodes. Um, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna dig it because it's frightening. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've I've always I've always been kind of interested in what the events were what that transpired at Chernobyl because mm-hmm. it was just like uh, part of me is just because I, I'm so scared of things like Indian Point, mm-hmm. uh, located here in New York. Well, upstate New York. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if that goes, oh, goodbye, East Coast. Oh, well, um, certainly most of the boroughs. Yeah, uh, it's, definitely. I'd be so horrible. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, I, I want to talk a little bit about, about uh, the Russian reaction mm-hmm. to, the, to the HBO series. Oh, okay. So there was a Russian reaction. Yeah, there okay. was a Russian reaction. And uh, let me tell you, they loved it. Really? They are such... No, of course not. What are you kidding me? Look, I don't... <laughs> my ties to Russia... I don't have any ties right. to Russia, which now makes me question you. Um, Dude, my name is Pavel uh-huh. or Pavel. Uh, that's about the extent of... Uh, uh-huh. I know you're colluding. Yuri, he's on to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you look different. Make some... for chopper! <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it, it's just like you look really different now, and you're like a uh, new tie I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, <laughs> the Russian reaction to this show has been bad. Um, they're just like the CIA had something to do with the explosion. Um, oh, we're gonna really? do our own show, and we're gonna depict. We're gonna be depicted very differently. And I was like, I- I'm kind of like good that they should have their own version of it okay. because um you know uh i just want to hear actual 
Russian being being spoken. Yes, everyone had a uh, a British accent. What the <laughs> fuck is that? When I turned around, when I tuned into the show, I was just like expecting people to have like rush either the, uh, not even just speaking Russian, but have like Russian accents. Right, you know, to keep us in the yeah in the mindset of like where we are. Yeah, and then they're just like, no, 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 no. This is the Chernobyl. Located in downtown, uh, you know, Cornwall oh, in Great Britain. Um, <laughs> everybody fucking talks with a British accent. What the fuck is that about? It was... It, I don't know why they made that choice. Um, Shout out to Cornwall, by the way. <laughs> Cornwall. Cornwall, England. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it, was, it's a, it was a weird choice. It definitely pulled me out of the feeling of... of the series from time to time because I was just like, oh man, this feels heavily westernized. So it made yeah. me question, you know. And they, like I said before, they took some artistic license uh, with some of the characters in order to tell the story. So, you know, if if Russia wants to come out with uh, their own version, because you know, they wouldn't skew it in any way, would they? No, it, th- I have a, I have this feeling that it's just like, uh, oh, Chernobyl was small fire started by bear. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, yes. <laughs> it was like nothing to see here, folks. Pretty. Oh man, I um, the truth will be either somewhere in the middle of the two, or or to be quite honest, nowhere at all. I mean, there are lots of things that we'll never know about that accident. Yeah, it's it, it's that those files will be classified long after we're gone. Yeah. You know. But uh speaking of um of radiation, do you think that Thanos's snap um is going to play a part in the future of the MCU in terms of like the remnants of that energy cuz they did a uh, when we went to go see Avengers, um yes. they made it a point to emphasize that this like that signature was like picked up across the universe you know it was just like we never nobody's ever seen anything like it before the epicenter was on earth um not to mention that earth (laughs) earth was inundated with three of those signatures over the course of five years so i'm just like either people are going to have to start getting sick or people are going to have to start developing powers because <laughs> you you can't just bathe people in all that cosmic energy and it's just like eh you know whatever you know i you know what i have i don't i don't know um like this could be the uh, weird way for them to set the stage for like either in humans which is like meh or like the x men which yeah. is like yeah for one, l- let's go back to to the snap, right? Mm-hmm. So it's got to be magic, because because <laughs> if he actually if he if Thanos actually snapped his fingers and then Hulk snapped his fingers and then Iron Man snapped his fingers mm-hmm. uh, and released crazy amounts of like cosmic energy and shit. Uh, this world would have been decimated 500. <laughs> like our whole galaxy would have been, like as soon as Thanos snapped the first time, like he changed the entire universe. That's true. That's which true. means like our universe would have been like decimated 50 times over. Okay. Like, it would have spread to other galaxies. Okay. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And it would have had to spread fast, way faster than light. Cause it seemed like the problem was happening all over the universe um 
at the same time. So yeah, it's either magic or um, what the you know I I don't know why we're trying to rationalize. Yeah, this. I we're know, talking right? About it's the uh, it's six, dude, it's comic book movies. Six stones yeah. that can do anything, you know. So yeah, but ho- hopefully they'll explain. I I mean I don't envy those writers having to be like, all right, how are we gonna bring the X Men into this universe now and have it make sense? Where have they been all this time? And this, that, and the other. Secret Wars. I mean, that's that's the that's the clincher. Isn't you think it? they're gonna do yeah, another yeah. like universe reset? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. They, right. they they're gonna have to eventually because like, uh, and I've been suspecting this this whole time, which is like, uh, uh, um, the Marvel universe has the the potential to collapse under the weight of its own storytelling. Very true. That's true. We're also at the point where I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And I'm Pablo Morales Martinez. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Texas on Radio Free Brooklyn. Holy shit, dude. You got it at the exact <laughs> midpoint. That was spooky. But uh, <laughs> but you, you make a good point with actors not being that important unless you're like RDJ or something like or that. Tom Cruise. R- RDJ, I mean... Yeah, he's a big star, but how much did the what what um, how much money did the judge pull in, or how much money did the soloist pull, pull in? Do you even do we even talk about those movies? No, we don't. We don't. Um, it's. I mean, he's great and all, but uh, but I, I'm just talking about him in context of the of the MCU, like um, somebody like uh, Ezra. Is it Ezra Miller? Ezra Miller, yeah. Ezra Miller. He, yes, he can be recast. Um, yeah. and They that, just need a quippy guy. Yeah, it's true. No, it's true. He's not so big that it's just going to be like, oh, you know, I can't see anybody else in this role. Whereas RDJ, um, an entire cinematic universe was sort of like, they, they started it on his character, on his performance. You know, he set the tone. So, you know, we'll see what, we'll see what happens after Secret Wars. Um, but it, yeah. it should be interesting. But um, so you did you didn't go see the re-release. Then. No, I didn't go see it. Um, <laughs> oh, full circle. Uh, yeah, I didn't go see it because um, um, at the last minute, like right as I'm about to buy the ticket, you text me and you were just like, dude, don't. Um, <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> exactly. That's, that was, a, that's how I read it. That's, that's amazing that you could pick up my uh, my Keanu font <laughs> through text. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> Keanu font looks exactly how it sounds. <laughs> Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth your time, man. <laughs> Look at you. You're up there. I'm down here. So I'll be like, hey, dude. All right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> you went somewhere just now. Jeez. <laughs> so you got my text. Yeah. So I got your text and I was like, um, what? No. Uh, oof. No. This can't be. I, I don't know. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know what voice to use here. But I was like, no, I can't possibly. Uh, believe that it's so underwhelming that and you're just like no 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 it is <laughs> i know what it is something to do with the hulk deleted scene yep and uh you know and the the director is introducing the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. and i'm just like wow that's it's a, it's a blu-ray extra yeah and there was a stanley tribute tribute which 
will not only be on the Blu-ray, but it'll be extended on the Blu-ray. Um, so that was it. Meh. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, ah. As much as I love cheap gimmicks, I love cheap gimmicks. <laughs> yes, yes, you uh, do. I, I can't express that enough. <laughs> the cheaper the gimmick. I am sold immediately from the word go. Yes. I am yes, ready are. to rock and roll at the drop of a hat with a cheap gimmick. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, look. Three, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> three card Monty. <laughs> and the cards are printed on some kind of cracker. I'm like, I, I'm in. <laughs> we basically have to drag you away. That's how yeah, in you, you are. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that you didn't pull the trigger on, on going to see this because when I finally saw the YouTube reviews and reveals of all this extra stuff, I'm just like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You know, I'll wait for the Blu-ray. So, and that, you know what, that speaks volumes to the fact that like we are suffering from a summer movie mayhem. Mm -hmm. Like I've never seen. Well put. Cause, um, it's. Every movie is just meh. It's like it's blockbuster season. Mm-hmm. We got a Child's Play dud. We got an X Men dud. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, what else? What else came out? I can't even think of anything else that like Secret Life of Pets. Who gives a shit? Oh, I saw Toy Story four. I mean, I don't know. I know you're still waiting on uh, that movie, A Dog's Journey. <laughs> You know what that one? You know what pisses me off now that now that now that here I have to hear about here a dog's journey. No, 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 no. <laughs> I have to, I have to fuck it. I have to say something, okay? All right, on the on the marketing campaign for a dog's journey. Uh, look, uh, listeners, uh, you gotta hear me out. So on the marketing campaign, like the posters for a dog's journey, it's a different dog every time. What are they trying to say? None of these dogs are actually in the movie. What is this? The dog's journey cinematic universe? That's what it is. <laughs> They're just like, oh, well, look at this Shih Tzu. Like, it's going to have to stop this Rottweiler from that. No, no, no. No. Just put the, the dog that is actually in the movie, or better yet, the still of that moment where the dog makes friends with the mountain lion that sells tickets that would get me my it would get asses into seats just be honest i just you know there's a certain lack of honesty with our cinematic uh uh a viewing experiences that i don't appreciate you've given this a lot of thought holy shit um (laughs) There, there's this empty property in downtown Brooklyn, right across the street from the Barclays Center. And sometimes uh, for marketing, uh, certain studios will rent out window space and stuff in order to like just put up posters. So that's what this particular company did. I'm not even sure what studio is putting out this movie. Um, and in every single window is the logo of the movie and a different dog. It's like... Is this movie about a pound? Is this movie about <laughs> like a roving pack of wild dogs that eventually, you know, right. take take over the city? Like yeah. we, you just don't know. So you're right. Uh, the 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 campaign is very confusing. It's and dishonest. Yeah, it's, it's dishonest. very dishonest. It's very dishonest. And this is the kind of you know, this is the kind of shit that leads to the another rise of Trump. And oh my know, god, yes, somehow you know, this dog's journey. Jesus Christ. I mean, it can't be the kind of thing that, like, brings together all kinds of dogs. <laughs> because it's just, I saw the trailer. We saw the trailer, all of it, oh which is basically the movie. 
Um, it's it's like every bad sci-fi film. It's just like you know, da 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 situation being set up, and then something goes wrong. Yeah, you know, and now the city is under siege. <laughs> well, it's not like fucking like if if Mission Impossible if a Mission Impossible movie comes out, what are they? They're just like. You know, come see Mission Impossible, and they just put a stock photo of Brad Pitt, right? <laughs> or they just bring bring in a stock photo of like Russell Crowe, which is like <laughs> eating a cheeseburger at the beach. That is not that is false advertising. You're going there to see Tom Cruise. What is Russell Crowe doing on this poster? Russell Crowe eating a cheeseburger. Eating a cheeseburger at the beach, like Chris Christie style. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like- <laughs> oh my god. Oh my God! Why? Why did you, you even bring that? Guy? Oh, that's the image that popped into my head. It's just <laughs> I'm, I hope I'm never in that situation he where was drinking wine and eating a cheeseburger, like oh, <sighs> just New Jersey class. But yeah. I that's just what popped into my head. I hope I'm never in the situation where um, uh, who is it? Gozer is like saying, you know, choose the form of choose the form of your destruction. Oh, and you choose like the do- a dog's journey poster, but yeah, it's all the dogs. It's all the dogs. And they form like a giant ultra mega dog, and they're all and it's eating a giant cheeseburger. <laughs> you know, just it's that's not how I want mankind to go out. It's not how I want it to happen. This might be. Oh, I love this. This is amazing. <laughs> like it's it's got a cheeseburger, but it's made of dogs. So the Rottweilers oh are like meat. Oh my. And the Labrador Retrievers or the cheese. You know what? We got to get Chris to, to draw this. <laughs> yes, please. So, Chris, if you're listening, please. Please do this. Please do us a solid. <laughs> Dude, you you really brought out, like, the animal in me here. I'm, I'm not. Now I'm upset. I'm upset. All right. I'm sorry, Drew. It's like, <laughs> Jesus. You were the loudest laugher in the theater when we saw the trailer for that movie. Like, I couldn't believe it. That trailer is... It's, it was the movie. It was the movie, but it's like... Like, the, the it's just utter shit. It's just shit. Like, and it's got this cutesy narration. You know, I don't want to bring people. Just uh, people, listeners, just go watch the movie. Are you serious? Um, are, no, you, oh, are, are you encouraging <laughs> the summer of meh? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Now that I have now that I have the, the power of the microphone in my hand, I am commanding all of our listeners out there to make a dog's journey number one at the box office. You've gone mad, Martinez. I have. You've gone completely mad with power. <laughs> the studio isn't even going to understand. It's like, we didn't even project that we do numbers like this. We've got to, you know. And it's all because of this one lunatic in Brooklyn who was like, I will create a race of atomic super dogs <laughs> that, will, <laughs> that will shroud the world. They're going to drag you away. They're going to drag you away. Holy shit. Insane. You're fucking insane. This is what this is what happens when you get up too early on a Monday <laughs> to do a podcast. Shit. Wow. Um, okay. But but to your point for the in terms of like the summer of mess so far, it's like even a movie like uh, John Wick three, which we're both we're, we're both very excited about when they announced it and when the trailers came out and all the material, but neither of us has been to see it yet. I think no. 
end, I think we blew our wad on Endgame and just in terms of like movie anticipation. And it's hard to like get it up again for, yeah. for like other films. I mean, like I'm the only thing I can feel is even coming close get it up again. <laughs> really? That's too far. <laughs> After your lovely tirade about dogs. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Erectile dysfunction is just a paw too far. Is that is that what you're saying? Don't but, don't don't play with my emotions, yeah, man, <laughs> But the the only thing that I can feel like is is trying to get me like back into the groove is uh Spider Man Far From Home. Just because I feel like it's revisiting the um the emotional abuse that we suffered during Endgame. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, welcome back to, you know, uh, the moment after trauma. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Here's like a nice little, you know, tote bag full of like swag and there's an apple in there and it's all Spider-Man themed. But, you know, they're just going to kick us in the taint again because it's like in the trailer we can see yeah you're making i isn't doesn't that <laughs> sound like painful i feel that yeah. <laughs> uh, but even in the trailer you know we see uh peter parker sort of like looking at murals of iron man just like god damn it he's dead yeah oh man thanks for reminding me that like, uh, like you forgot yeah no I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you were able to keep it together while we were talking about you know dog cheeseburgers <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, yeah, they're, they're, it's probably going to be an emotional journey. But at the same time, like, uh, it's getting really good reviews. Pl- and also, um, I'm really looking forward to the take on Mysterio. Mm, yes. That looks like that's going to be, like, the performance. I hope they don't, I hope they don't, like, do a one and done with him. Um just from what we're seeing in the trailers, he's most likely going to emerge as a bad guy. I have a, I have a feeling he'll survive this movie because eventually Marvel slash Sony, since this is a shared property, um, is going to want to do a Sinister Six. They gotta they gotta stop killing off the great supervillains. Mm. Um, well, they left his last villain alive, right? Um, That's true. The, yeah, the vulture. vulture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they left him alive, and they're setting up like. Uh, they set up Mac Gargan, the Scorpion. Yeah, from the last uh, from from uh, Homecoming. Far from home. Yeah, oh, no, I'm sorry, Homecoming. I keep there's too many homes. Yeah, these um, the, <laughs> the way they're naming these movies, it does make it easy to like uh, yeah. confuse them. Yeah, it's like not. It's like that that sh- that uh, show on that you know on the. Uh, you know, the self-help channel where it's just like homes on homes. It's like which homes oh, goes, comes first? I love that is show. Is it homes or is it homes? I love that show. Really? That guy that guy goes in and he does some good work on people's homes. Really? Yeah. It's like they like he'll come in, he'll he'll see that prior contractors have done a shit job and he'll just he'll shake his head. He'll just be like, How are people allowed to get away with this? You know, like you can you can tell, like he really gets like kind of pissed off, um, especially for a Canadian. So, oh man, um, and he goes in and he brings in his people and they just like make everything lovely. But I like shows like that. So okay, um, detour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I, and I, I just, I just imagine. That shout out, show. shout out to Mike Holmes. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just imagine that that show in my mind, that show is just a, uh, an, like, uh, him going to different homes mm-hmm. and just annoying the shit out of people <laughs> by saying like, "I'm Holmes," and this home, let me tell you, this home needs needs to be more of a home, and I'm Holmes. And then it just devolves into like a Dr. Seuss like rhyming kind of thing. And then people just like, get the fuck out of my house. And his entire, oh my God. And, it's, and now, I'm gonna, now it's going to get real fucked up. And his entire like work crew are Southern California Mexicans. So they're all okay. just like, Holmes, where Yo. do you want me to put, you know, this two by four Holmes? Yeah. And anybody who says the word essay is out, like just... is off the show. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, holy shit! This episode is fucking wild. When is, when I love is, it. When is somebody gonna green lit green light a, uh, a budget for us to make a movie? Oh yeah. Yikes. Oh, speaking of uh, <laughs> movies that get green lit to be made, um, <laughs> on Saturday night I was watching a movie in which a lizard Hitler was riding riding a Tyrannosaurus Rex on a former Nazi moon base guess what movie phantom thread (laughs) no 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 wait the master no there will be blood it's a paul thomas anderson movie i know that close all right it was iron sky 2 oh okay all right yeah no no no. that was my next guess i swear to god this movie is so full of preposterousness you have to see it i think it's something that's worthy of like one of our infamous bad movie nights okay maybe i saw the first one yeah and i was like there were questions left unanswered which (laughs) are you an iron sky fan i think i am oh my god i you know what i i movies that are made intentionally to be shit um they have uh very Hit or like a very hit or miss quote. Like I, I'm not a big fan of like Lavantula or <laughs> you know any of those uh, uh, sci-fi original movies made by the Asylum where it's like Trent Morphers. <laughs> like they're just like we know it's shit. Um, or what is it? Uh, Super Gator versus Mega Shark. Or uh, well, you know, you know I. I I feel like they all they all have uh, they all say what needs to be said, you know. Sharknado was a good movie. Um good mo- good movie with the question mark. I was about to say I was just like it just sort of rolled out of <laughs> off your tongue Sharknado so easily. Sharknado is the only formula that works for some reason because uh, for some reason it it reeks of scumbaggery so much that it becomes charming. Yeah. Um, for sure like you could smell like the 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 cheap uh, uh suntan lotion mm-hmm. uh from the producer that makes those and i'm just like you know what yeah i'll give it a shot five six times how many how many fucking shark sharknadoes has there been i'm yeah just about five or six and i'm sure at some point in the future they'll do a reboot um because that's hollywood yeah just when you thought it was safe is it hollywood or is it canada because I think all those movies are made in Canada. Oh. I'm not. I'm I, I don't, shocked I don't really now. know. <laughs> Jeez. 
<laughs> just like when I told you that movie, Little Italy, I was like, where does it take place? Oh where does it take God, place? Oh, my God, Little Italy. <laughs> oh, Lord. Tortured my wife with that movie. Oh, my, yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> between, between, that, between that and you waking up like an 80s like hair band front, front man, um, oh, yeah. you're, you're putting her through a lot. Yeah, I know. You know. I got to keep her on her toes <laughs> where she's got to be. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Okay. No, baby. I love you. If you could hear me, I love you. Please don't divorce me. Yeah, she probably doesn't listen to the yeah, show she anymore. Listen to the show. <laughs> um. Boy, we're really selling this, yeah, aren't we? Oh man, does it does the uh the the um the offer still stand for me to pick up like for us to do like a hot ones kind of episode? Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to tell our listeners what the deal is there? Uh listeners, uh if if we get another review on iTunes, uh, I'm not sure if Podomatic allows reviews, probably does. But a review on either of the platforms that we uh, put our prior episodes on. Any review. Could be a bad review, good review, an indifferent review. Make it a good review. Please, please, please. Just write something, you know. <laughs> Literally, you could just write the word something and put two and a half stars and that'll count. <laughs> um, that or if we get an email from a fan. Um, Robots versus taxes at gmail.com. Uh, that's versus with a V-S. Um then our dear Pablo here will participate in a Hot Ones Challenge uh, based off of the YouTube channel uh, that's produced by Complex, where people put progressively hotter and evil sauces on wings and uh, put themselves through pain. Okay. And I think that we should do that. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> okay. So, um... This is a contract. It's a binding contract. It is a binding contract. Don't you dare renege. I will never do that because um, I am a man of my word. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right, Heath. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Man, so what's up? What's up next? Uh, What are we talking about now? Um, We talked about Chernobyl and we talked about Sharknado. Um, (laughs) The classics. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> we just rat a tat off the like off the cuff. The most important thing, the most important hot topics of the day. There, there's essentially going to be a bit of a lull in terms of like blockbusters, as far as I can see, until um, Star Wars Episode Nine comes out. That's all the way in fucking December. It What's is. coming out this summer? Well, b- besides Spider Man, there's nothing in particular that's jumping out at me. Um, I think there are one or two horror movies that are that seem like they're going to be really scary that I might be interested Midsummer, in. Midsummer, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, I just hope it's not the letdown that um, fucking Hereditary was. What? You're fucking out of your mind, it, man. It that was, movie, I saw it again with my dad. It scared the pants out of both of us. It's Look, it had its creepy moments, don't get me wrong, but they made it seem like if you go see this movie... You're going to be institutionalized because it's that scary. Like, <laughs> well, that's overselling it. And yeah, it, definitely. It's just like, did you like The Exorcist? Well, this shit's on The Exorcist. Yeah. Because blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, it was creepy. It, and it definitely had creepy moments, especially like close to the end. Like, I think that was probably uh, the shot in that 
in the kid's room at night uh, was probably one of the most um, creepiest, lingering cinematic uh, shots that I've ever seen uh, just because of how it keeps on revealing itself within the silence. But other than that, I was just like, all right, you know, this is a movie where uh, a well-to-do white family has, you know, ghost issues. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. Go. You know what? I've never heard it surmised so succinctly before where it's uh, a well-to-do white family has ghost issues. It's like, that is so... That's the most underwhelming log line. <laughs> like, if they were trying to sell it to, like, a studio, like, people would shrug all over. <laughs> I mean, you know, that that's why you hire somebody to, like, make it seem more exciting, but... Eh. True. I mean, Midsummer is just going to be that, um, like, kind of again. Yeah, I have a feeling. Where it's not a family. It's just like, let's go take a trip to, like, the whitest place on Earth, Sweden. Mm. And then they encounter Swedish revelry, (laughs) which is, like, you know, pagan gods and such and such. Mm. You know, what we all think of when we think of Sweden, other than the uh, delicious fish. (laughs) found in the the rivers of chocolate <laughs> shrugging my shoulders so i don't know i don't know if i'm enough about swedish culture somebody educate me so apparently you never passed through sweden then huh mean would i ever pass through sweden have you ever passed through sweden no i have not okay in all my travels i have not i have not passed through sweden um which is weird Spaniard because I get a craving. I get a, I get a craving. I get a craving. I get a craving for meatballs every now and then. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, why haven't I passed through Sweden? Because you can just go to IKEA. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then I have to like lug home a couch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So, um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, midsummer. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I. I want to check that one. One out, and then what's another horror movie that's coming out? Um, Aladdin. Oh God. <laughs> oh. Well, that already came out and tanked. Apparently. Did it really? Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think people care. Like. No. You know. Oh, Mission but- uh, Men in Black International also tanked. All these movies are just like, just giant med bombs. Um, has the Lion King come out yet? No, not yet. I'm actually going to see that movie because my boy Eric Andre is in it as a hyena. Oh the, shit, really? The role he was meant to play. Oh man. Oh yeah. Oh man, that's that might be worth it in and of itself, but um uh there's a lot of anticipation for that movie just because of the legacy that that movie created. Um from being like a blockbuster animated film and then spawning a Broadway show that's still running to this day. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, people love The Lion King. And now to have a live-action version with a lot of the original um, voice actors coming back, like James Earl Jones, he's coming back to... Look, talk to me when Jonathan Taylor Thomas does Simba again, okay? (laughs) Oh, my God. I won't rest. Oh, I won't rest until I get my JTT action. I have not <laughs> heard that name in too long. He hasn't heard that name in too oh, long. Oh, <laughs> no. I hope he's doing well. 
He doesn't deserve our scoring, does he? Does he? I don't know. I'm kind of like, I play fast and loose with whoever deserves our scoring well, sometimes. I just hope that if I Google him now, I don't see that he's like a mega supporter or something like that. Like, Oh, yeah. He'd like him and Scott Bayo and you know, uh, Antonio, some, Antonio Sabato Jr. He has some stupid fucking, um, uh, what, what, what's that hairstyle where they grow it long in the back? But it's oh, a party in the front. Oh, no, party in the back. Uh, business in the front yeah you mean the mullet the mullet yeah. yeah hopefully he hasn't gone that route i want to see your not too many people do the reverse of that <laughs> oh god ew <laughs> where the, the party is all in the front and there's like it's business in the back oh where it's just like you know completely like you know it it, it just hangs over you like you're a fucking street fighter villain that's good uh, <laughs> <laughs> just hangs over your face like a curtain <laughs> Oh man, the oh, fallout. Good, <laughs> good imagery. That that would be a Street Fighter villain. Oh man, yeah. We need to wrap this up. All right, all right, folks. Well, thanks for uh, hanging with us. Hopefully, you had a great Fourth uh, of July weekend, and you didn't blow yourself or anybody else up. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. There's a lot of stuff coming from us in the very near future, so stay tuned. We got a lot of secrets and surprises coming out. That's right, uh, and it'll be better than uh, what they did for Endgame. Yes, absolutely. If it sounds like we're overselling it, it's because we're not. We're underselling it, but this will be the very thing that changes your life. <laughs> so, from both of us here, I'm Pablo Morales Martinez, <laughs> and I'm Ernesto Mancibo, and together we are Robots vs. Taxes. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. And while you're out there, you could try keeping it real, but you should try keeping it right. Song of the week. Pretty good, huh? What is this? What is the song of the week? This is what you chose? Yeah. Oh my God. What? What's wrong with it? No, man. Come on. You can do better. Don't than pull this. it off. Why'd you pull no, it off? Dude, this is terrible. Usually have like way better picks, but this is this like. This is the song I want to play. Did you just like faint and like mash your face on your iPod and you're just like, eh, I'll put this on? This is. I proposed to my wife to this song. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. If you, if you proposed to your yeah. wife to this song, she would have left you. She's not here. Okay. All right. So. And cut you. I'm putting on this song. Look, here, it's playing. There's nothing you could do about it. Dude, this, no, no. This is terrible. Our listeners deserve gonna, better than dude, this. Dude, you're garbling the song up now. I am not, look, I can't, I'm improving it if it's being garbled. This is, oh, fuck. This See, sucks. Now it's, bro- now it's broken. Now it's broken. You happy? Yes, yes, I am. This sucked. Do better. How about we do a decapitation? Fine. Fine.